0: Creative Babble.
1: Before we begin, I just wanted to warn you that there is some language in this episode, not that much, but enough that you probably shouldn't listen with children in the room. All right, let's start the show. Tanya and Rick Fernandez say that they have been the victims of a stalker since the summer of 2019. They told me that their daughter's doctor's husband is the one responsible for sending these harassing messages. But if you've been listening this far, you know that police say that all these Instagram accounts sending these messages originated from one place, the Fernandez's house. Tanya and Rick Fernandez are now facing six felonies combined. They're charged with harassment and computer tampering. The trial was supposed to happen in July, and it's now scheduled for September. In this series, we've heard mainly from Tanya and Rick's side of the story, but today, for the first time ever, you will hear from one of the central characters involved in this case, Dr. Grace Gresman. Of course, that's not her real name. So here's what happened. I requested police files from Phoenix PD. These are publicly available files. I did this several months ago. In fact, I had forgotten I'd even requested them. When one day I got an email alerting me that the files were ready for download. It was a zip file. And when I clicked on it, it took quite a long time to download. Whatever was in this file was huge. And when it finally downloaded, I opened it and discovered four audio files. The first audio file, was a police interview conducted with Dr. Gresman. The second file was a recording with new possible victims. And the third file was an interview with Rick Fernandez. All of these interviews are worthy of their own episodes. And in fact, in the next few days, I will be releasing bonus episodes only for my Patreon and Pretend Plus supporters on Apple Podcasts. I'm combing through all the audio right now, so please give me some time because I have to be careful what I release and censor any possible victims' names. But trust me, it is totally worth the wait. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else. So what does Dr. Gresman think of all this? I've wanted to hear her side of the story for a long, long time. I've covered every angle of this case, except for hers. The recording I'm about to play for you is an interview with Dr. Grace Gresman and the detective assigned to the case. It takes place on September 4th, 2019, four months after Tanya and Rick received their first harassing messages.
2: Hi, I'm Detective Phoenix PD, how are you? Thank you. How are you? Good. I got a message from uh, my sergeant saying you wanted me to contact you regarding your harassment case.
3: Yes. I mean, I, if it's all right with you, I would like to meet with you and our chief of security and um, our head of compliance might want to be there too, just to kind of give you all the information I have. Like, I have a lot of screenshots and the hospital has a lot of Screenshots and reports about what's been going on since March. Uh-huh. So I thought it might just be easy if we just sit down together and just give you everything we have in a timeline. And
2: I got that was from thought. him. I got a timeline from the security guard. What I'm going to have to do is write a warrant, basically, for all these and okay. to Instagram. And that's the first thing I want to do. And then however long it takes for them to get back to me, it could take months, a couple months. It'll tell me where these are originating from, basically.
1: Remember, this interview took place way before it was discovered that all the IP addresses were coming from the Fernandez's house. What, what's their issue with you? <laughs> what, what,
3: what? I don't know, to be perfectly honest. The family and I, the family is very odd. And I've taken care of them. For maybe three years, and they come in a lot, and we've always gotten along well. Like, they've never said anything rude or mean to me. They always seem very thankful. They would appear in my office without an appointment. I mean, most people are going to turn you away if you don't have an appointment. And I would always add them on and see them. I would accommodate them. You know, she's had a lot of chronic problems, but I've always accommodated them. If you ask me, this mom is very histrionic. She likes to tell these elaborate stories. She likes when her children are sick because then she can be like, oh my God, you won't believe it. I went to the O or the ER. So I think it's attention. I mean, I really think it's attention, and I don't know why they like latched on to me. Um, is her daughter but really I think a lot of it no? is attention. <laughs> she has chronic issues, but not anything life threatening.
2: Okay. It's like but
3: she'll always need, you know, to go to doctors. And I think, I have no proof, but I feel like mom milks it a little bit. You know, there's always something happening so she can bring her daughter in. And I guess she also has a son who has similar problems. Um, I've never met him. I don't take care of him. But I think mom really enjoys all this attention.
2: So is is that kind of like Munchausen's syndrome?
3: Yes. Yes. Which is like impossible to prove. I mean, before any, so when this first account happened in March, which involved like bomb threats and guns and all of this stuff, there was multiple fake accounts talking to each other, and one of them was this fake account pretending to be me. I never suspected them at all. It wasn't until more recently when they started saying that my husband was contacting them on Instagram. And I was like, my husband doesn't have an Instagram account, and I didn't tell them that. But that's when I started to get suspicious.
1: Let's pause here. Dr. Gresman referenced a hospital bomb threat. This bomb scare was reported on March 15th, 2019. The day before, a concerned patient contacted the hospital team and told them that a doctor going by the name of Grace Gresman was suicidal and planned to kill herself at the hospital. Again, all this was taking place in March. Tanya and Rick claimed that the stalking didn't start until June of that same year.
4: Supposedly, somebody made an email address, and I think it was like DWTS, so it was the initials of Dancing with the Stars, which is his favorite show. It was like DWTS at Yahoo.com or something like that. Anyway, somebody sent an email to Phoenix Children's Hospital saying that he was suicidal. I knew nothing about that. We did not do that.
1: But back in March, when all this started, Dr. Gresman says that she never suspected the Fernandeses.
3: But my office is always, even my nurses are like, there's something odd with this family. Like, they call a lot and they always tell the same story. So even my office has felt there's something odd about them. But it's nothing we can, like, prove that they're interestingly i did a surgery on this patient like two years ago and when we were on the floor so the nurses taking care of her in the hospital even said i remember this mom she convinced neurosurgery to put a in her that she may or may not have needed so it's like i think there's this long-standing history of mom she just likes attention and i'm sure this brought her some attention okay. and then i think that once she told me you know she told me that this fake Instagram account was saying that they were gonna kill me and all this stuff, so I immediately went to security. And then she's like I think that's when she shifted to because she was trying to create a diversion. Right. Um okay. that's my hypothesis.
1: The name I just leaped out was Ryan Fremstead, the hospital security captain. Remember, at one point in time, Tanya and Rick believed that the harassing messages were coming from the security captain. The detective wanted to know if Chelsea, Dr. Gresman's former patient, was capable of carrying out this scheme. Does this girl have like a mental capacity of a certain age or?
3: In my opinion, I would say like a four or five year old. Okay. But I'm, I've been starting to question things.
1: Dr. Gresman told the detective that she performed a specific medical procedure on Chelsea, but for some reason it did not work.
3: And she's had many, many problems with it, more so than any of my patients who have them ever had. Like, all my trips and, you know, little tic, uh, tips and tricks that I usually tell my other families don't seem to work with this family. Uh-huh. So then I'm starting to think, well, maybe this is just all like a ruse to keep coming back maybe. in.
2: You obviously not seeing this family anymore?
3: Correct, yeah, they've been discharged from our practice. And they're discharging the other Child from the hospital because the hospital doesn't want this
2: family around at all. Like, I have a security guard that hospital, follows
3: right? me wherever I go. You can true, from the
2: hospital. but I, I have. No? I'm sorry? Can you trespass him from the hospital or no? Well,
3: I, I don't understand, I guess.
2: I mean, can you tell him you can't come to this hospital anymore? You can't come to Phoenix Children's Hospital?
3: Oh. Yes. I mean, so, yes. So legally we have to provide them care for 30 days but then we you know because our letter went out on september 25th and we're like if you're having an emergency we can see you until october 25th but after that we will not see you anymore
2: okay but you don't know why this family decided not to like you back in march and why all this would start happening no
3: i mean like i said they've always been really appropriate and very nice to be and very thankful and so i don't feel like I really, truly don't feel like they want to hurt me physically. I feel like they just like the attention.
2: Okay. What do you want to have done? I mean, mom, obviously have them stop. but what criminally are you going to want them arrested or what?
3: I would. I mean, to me, the most that can be done because I feel like that sends the strongest message. You can't do this. You can't do this again. My guess is this has been going on to other people. Like, I can't imagine this is their first time doing this because it's so elaborate. Like who has time to make all these fake accounts and talk to oh. each other and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a,
2: <laughs> when you're sitting around, dude, it's so easy. You just make a fake email. You make a fake
3: I guess, but maybe because
2: like yeah, do so this. Busy. Each one of those emails is a different account, and it's, it's easy. It takes five seconds, and he's,
3: I mean, I guess I just don't have time to sit around no, at you night don't. and you like don't. have and, fake conversations with other people.
1: Remember, most of the dozens of Instagram accounts were created back in 2017, way before Chelsea Fernandez was a patient of Dr. Gresman. Tanya insists that this is exculpatory evidence.
4: I did have to take sh- to see her multiple times, which I'm sure grated on her every nerve. So that, that would be the only connection. I didn't even know her in the the beginning of 2017 we were assigned to that doctor i didn't even know her i didn't even know her and did not know when those profiles were made i i had no idea absolutely not she obviously didn't like me um she even told the cops that she didn't care for me that I, that i she thought i had munchausen's by proxy or whatever she she actually didn't say it she insinuated it but um I feel like more things point towards him than they do with us because there's that's her spouse,
1: that's her husband. But then I reminded Tanya about the IP addresses.
4: Aside from the IP addresses, right.
1: Right.
2: Is it slowed down or are they shifted over to him now, you said, right? It
3: seems a lot more shifted. To- but right now there's like seven Instagram accounts with my name on them that are all like
1: fetish accounts. Dr. Gresman said that the harassment shifted over to Ryan Fremstead, the security captain. Like like
2: uh, okay. Yeah, I got all those. Like the crutch
1: one. Yep. Mm,
2: okay. Yep. Okay. Alright, I got all those and I'm writing a warrant for all those. And then we're gonna go from
1: there. Remember when Tanya and Rick said that the police did a six hour surveillance on their home? Well, here's Tanya describing the event for me a few months ago.
3: So we call
4: the cops. It was late at night, like eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. And they come in, you know, like, okay, what's going on? You know, because they were sick of hearing from us. Well, 10 minutes later, I get a message saying, oh, you had the cops at your house. Well, I'm not scared of cops. I'll beat their faces in. Okay. I took a screenshot, sent it to the policeman. And then that's when they they did the surveillance on our home because he threatened to them. injure right. the pl- yeah. you know the cops. Yeah, but they they were right there watching those messages come through, on my phone, and then encouraging me to interact with him, which I did.
1: And as the cops observed Tanya communicating with the stalker, they noticed Chelsea sitting nearby, typing on their device and giggling.
4: So she was sitting in the other room like I could see her and um, playing on her tablet.
2: So the problem was was that the officers went over to their house yesterday and the mom would be sending messages out and getting an instant return. But the daughters on the couch kind of typing also on her iPad, giggling. Right. And then when the officers took it from her and the mom sent messages out, she wasn't getting any more return messages on interesting it. yeah so that's my theory but i can't prove it until i get the warrant back Absolutely. Go from well, there. I, would,
3: I would hope that at least if one account came from their house i mean i would hope if we just say like look we know this is you you need to stop like it would stop like that's all i hope i know there's no like legal action we can take oh, but i
2: hope
1: just, if we're like legal action yeah there's criminal action we can do harassment oh really And we all know that 3 years later, the cops would eventually arrest Tanya and Rick Fernandez and charge them both with 6 felonies combined. Like I said, the trial is coming up in September, which is completely nuts because there is so much evidence against them. If this thing actually makes it to trial, which it seems like it will, what Dr. Gresman is about to say will send shockwaves through the courtroom. What will the jury think when they hear this?
3: I guess I just want the officer I talked to last night or morning or whatever it was. He told me that it would be beneficial to just come up with like anything that made me sus- suspect them. Um, so. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's, a, there's like accounts, like for example, one of the fake accounts, I don't know if it's still there or not, is from an anesthesiologist that works here, mm-hmm. and that's specifically an anesthesiologist that they filed a complaint against. So that was an anesthesiologist that did one of their surgeries with me, and then the family was upset and called and complained about this person. And then there's also a neurosurgeon that had, a, actually two neurosurgeons that had fake accounts. again this child has seen neurosurgery before so to me it's like these are little pieces of circumstantial evidence that are all like well how many patients have really encountered you know that neurosurgeon that anesthesiologist and me
1: you know not a ton wow did you hear that whoever is behind this created fake accounts posing as various doctors at the same hospital according to dr gresman the only thing these doctors have in common is that they work at the same hospital and that each of them have a complaint filed by the Fernandez family. What a coincidence. What are the chances that Tanya and Rick Fernandez are the only victims of the stalker? Slim to none. I always knew that there were other victims out there. I just didn't know how to get a hold of them. Then one day, out of the blue, I get a bundle of audio files from Phoenix PD. One of those files was a police interview with Dr. Gresman, two nurses, and the hospital security captain. Dr. Gresman told the detectives that this is her first time meeting these nurses.
5: Were there any other counsels? I mean, if I, if I can another date if you want. Tell you a, long, a very long story about what I have went through, and there was multiple accounts talking to each other, like multiple oh, account accounts. Oh, there there. It's like two different has like husbands. Two different so husbands, like a Frank and Bustos a guy. are also stolen from a yeah. medically complex family, and I let that mom know, and she was like, "Thank you."
1: Here's the hospital security captain talking about the mysterious Instagram messages.
0: So this is where she uh, starts talking about Doctor specifically in mentioning the case that we had before, um, saying she reported multiple times. In fact, my daughter was supposed to be having surgery by this doctor when I brought it to the doctor's attention. I mean, that
5: that's like a link right there.
0: That someone was <laughs> using a selfie of her on her Instagram page. She got defensive, canceled the surgery. It's not true. Uh, told it's to go not see not someone else. <laughs> yes, I captured the <laughs> <a> screenshot. Her <laughs> name is not. And that one doesn't exist anymore. This one does not exist anymore.
1: Remember, this is a mysterious Instagram account. But it sure sounds a lot like Tanya Fernandez, doesn't it? The cancelled surgery, the selfie with the doctor, what are the odds? Let's talk about this selfie. There's a picture the stalker sent Tanya Fernandez. It's a selfie with Dr. Gresman and her former patient Chelsea. The picture has a box over Chelsea's face. The message reads, I cropped out your retarded daughter, I jack off to this photo constantly.
5: They me. did, which was not yeah. my own picture. It was a picture I'm pretty sure they took of me in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, I don't recognize that picture at all.
1: So- Dr. Gresman chimes in.
5: To your point, at one point, two um, neurosurgeons had fake accounts. One of the anesthesiologists mm-hmm. had a fake account. They people, like, like, blow it off. Like, oh, that's weird. But when <clears> you <throat> add all the little things together, that's...
1: Dr. Gresman yeah. is convinced that whoever's sending all these messages is clearly Tanya Fernandez. Because
5: okay, that's what, I mean... It doesn't, it makes sense. I had a, I mean, they made a fake of everyone in my entire family. Oh my, like, God. Is, oh, my brother-in-law, so my brother in law my husband, me.
1: Tanya Fernandez admitted to her that she went on a people search website called Been Verified and looked her up.
5: She told me that she looked me up. We're this family out. told me that they knew where I lived. They know my phone number. They called me. They emailed my husband. Um, they they did call you? They called me. They emailed my husband, and they told me they know where I live, and they got all that information mm-hmm. off Ben verified. And you can get yourself removed off Ben verified mm-hmm. if you have to pay to get people's information off yes. of that. So they paid to get That's how they knew the name of my brother and my sister and my parents and all that stuff. Um, so I would get yourself, if you're... Off of Ben Verified, just because that someone can easily find you. So what had happened is basically she told me that there was fake accounts that she was talking to that were that were threatening to kill me, and so that's when I was like, I'm done with you as my patient.
1: Here's Tanya explaining why she looked up Doctor Gresman on Ben Verified.
4: I got Mm -hmm. weirded out in mid-August of last year. I'm like, you know, something's not right. So I paid twenty-five dollars to do a background check on the doctor. I don't care where she Mm -hmm. lives. I don't care about her personal information. I wanted to see if any of these profiles made sense. None of them did, except for the husband.
1: Tanya says she was just trying to verify if all the accounts claiming to be Dr. Gresman's family members were real. But that's not how Dr. Gresman took it. She's like, why the hell is this patient's mom doing a background check on me? Super creepy. So, she did what most professionals would do and alerted the hospital security team.
4: And then she had us talk to the um, head of security at Phoenix Children's. She called him her Mm -hmm. go-to person.
1: Around this time, I guess no one at the hospital or the police were buying the Fernandes' story. So, the Fernandeses began to blame the security captain for sending all the harassing messages. And you might be asking yourself, why would the security guy at a hospital stalk this family? Here's Tanya describing her conversations with the stalker.
4: And I said, you're the same idiot we've been dealing with all summer. Who are you? And he said, I'm her go-to person.
1: Here's Dr. Gresman again. You she to... started investigating it, right? Yes, and so yeah. she started investigating it, and then she said, that was
5: behind all that, that he was the one that was doing it, where he had been helping me. <clears 'Cause throat> there had been stuff going on since the previous march.
0: And so that was after I had met with them Correct. and that she, sent she sent you a text message saying, "Hey, I found out was yes. doing this, you got yes. Yes. Oh, yes.
5: yes. So they refused to turn over any of these these uh, the evidence of the people the people they were talking to, saying they were going to kill me. And that's when I was like, "You have to see my partner once," and then they were discharged from the practice. So this is was an actual family here. Yes, a and patient then, that I took care of for years, and the the brother was a patient here, but he also got discharged from the from. The
0: and hospital. then that's when a lot of a lot of the nasty ones popped yes. up right yeah. after that. Yes, yes. And it was after said, I yes. met with the family. So whenever Dr. heard about the threat, I went up there and met with them in person um, in order to try and get more details. And they um, shut down immediately and said so we'd send that they would send screenshots so that we could uh, forward them on over to PD. And um, then they didn't. And then it was the following Monday that they called and said that you were back. Mm-hmm. They had a letter served on um, or certified mail to the hospital and also to my company, a 12-page letter, uh, putting me into this. They also, we have body cam footage from our officers of them out here on site, telling this story as well um, to other hospital staff. And then the time that the, the law enforcement went out to their house for that call, um, I received quite a few calls um, regarding that, starting about 4 or 5 in the morning. And I know that law enforcement called over to the hospital and discussed with our, with our hospital supervisor
1: all of a sudden, the hospital security captain is having to explain to the hospital and his boss that he's not the stalker. What a mess.
5: And I almost feel like, since this is obviously been going on for a long time, it's like she must have some sort of mental illness. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and I, you <laughs> know, is just, she gets joy from this. This is like her hobby. Well,
4: she probably <laughs> enjoys all the attention that she gets from I her. think so. All I've, the sympathy, always, like, oh,
5: I've yeah. always felt, yeah. ever since I met this family, mm-hmm. mom is what I described as histrionic. Like she wants to tell really, really long stories about how she was mistreated in the ER, how her neurosurgeon didn't take her seriously. My daughter is sick. She yeah. loves the attention. So you'd never want to go
2: so far as to say that she's caused.
5: Any I have no illnesses. proof. I mean, I, well, I know you don't have proof, I don't think she followed. Oh, gee, I'm it's sure.
2: my job to get proof.
5: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know. So the nurse who said, I remember this family said she convinced neurosurgery to
1: The tape cuts out there, possibly for privacy concerns, but we know that Tanya told us that both her disabled children had brain surgeries done.
5: And I definitely feel like she didn't follow my recommendations, but I have no proof of that. Mm -hmm. Chart? Did you chart it? I mean, I've just, in my experience, when I tell patients to do something to help troubleshoot the problem, it pretty much fixes it, and this family would be like, we're doing it. I'm like, there's no physical way you're doing it. Like, when you bring your daughter in, I know there's no way you're doing it. But again, I have no, like, actual... So instead of
2: having an opportunity to fix it, they don't, they just let it...
5: Right, because then you can continue right. to come in you and be seen. You can yeah. come see me every week. They would just appear in the lobby. Oh,
2: really? And I would
5: see them. Oh, yeah. Geez. Because I will see any of my patients that appear if they're having a problem. But they mm-hmm. started, like, taking advantage of it. I think right. they enjoyed it. Because then mom got attention. Would
4: she come by herself? The mom and the daughter?
5: Yes. Or would the husband Pretty, ever The come? mom and the daughter always. Husband once in a while, but he never said anything. He said yeah. very little.
4: I think he's probably in denial. So when you say the daughter is mentally delayed, is that because I guess when they were at the house, the officer, she was right on her iPad. and they were I know. Gone.
5: So that started, you know, in retrospect, I started mm-hmm. thinking, like, I wonder how much, like, how delayed is she? And yeah. how much of this is, just is, is, is the mom? Oh. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that story. Gypsy Rose. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you told me about that and yeah. I Googled it. watch um, it? Or freak you it's you out. It's messed I up. And it makes you think yeah. about a lot. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, just kidding so I mean I think she me? does have some developmental delay but no. like I don't know I don't know the extent of it like I don't think it's as bad as maybe like they make it out right hmm. how old is the daughter 20 something oh
0: she's
2: because she would have time to do this all day yeah well she has
0: Totally. capacity to get on there some, and form and you know, then square counts or obviously I mean I think it's so it's she weather. like walks that's and, that's talks and she doesn't talk a lot but she can answer my
2: questions and hey of we need
5: and then, again, in retrospect, I'm like, on. mom yeah. could have manipulated her Church and told her you have to be quiet yeah. and play along. Right. That's what happened to the Gypsy Rose girls. She's, mom had her playing yeah. along. Because I was like, how do I know that that's not? Mm. So, like, there was an episode in mm. the operating room where, because she was older, they'd like to put the IV in when you're awake. And I was in the operating room, and the nurse and the anesthesiologist put the IV in. You know, one's holding the arm, the other's like, okay, a little poke. You know, the patient's just laying there. Mm-hmm. Then the family mom called the next day and complained. The patient said she was held down. She said she was tortured. And I was like, that that's not true. Can we like, get those reports also? I oh. was there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, I mean, if the daughter communicated that or not, I don't know. Right. But I was like, that's not even true. And then that anesthesiologist you know, all just had a fake Instagram
1: account too. Oh, oh. There's more to this tape that I chose not to play. That's why it took me so long to put together. The detectives talk about the process of building a criminal case against the Fernandeses. And of course, this is all publicly available information, and the defense most likely has access to these interviews. If not, more. I just don't want to put anything out there that could jeopardize the upcoming trial. Of course, keep the conversation going on social, especially on the Facebook group. There's the official pretend Facebook group, but there's also this really neat unofficial Facebook group that one of our listeners started. It's very cool, I love it. So follow one, follow both, just keep the conversation going. Also, I'm working on my next series, and if you could believe it, it's actually crazier than the Fernandez story, in my opinion. This is downright scary. I'm trying to juggle these two series at the same time. Plus, I'm about to release season four of Criminal Conduct in August. And don't forget my brand new podcast, Ponzi Playbook. If you haven't checked it out, you really should. It's really a fun one. Much lighter than my two other shows. It's really the most fun I've had podcasting. It's just two dudes talking about the craziest Ponzi schemes you've never heard of. I host it with my pal, Neil McTigh. So go check that out. Talk to you soon.